Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're very pleased to have joining us on the program today, Representative Blake Moore joins us. Congressman, thanks for jumping on today. Absolutely. Thank you, Lloyd. And you're in the great state of Utah, so that's a that's that's the beginning of a good day, right? No better place to be during Christmas time and got some snow and a lot lot to be grateful for in this in this part of the country. Yeah. Utah's a great place. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's do a, a quick look back. Uh, your first year in office, your first year in our nation's capital, obviously a very tumultuous one, a lot of changes and challenges uh, to be sure. But uh, as we look back at that, uh, give me something that surprised you uh, going back to our nation's capital, working in the House of Representatives. What what kind of opened your eyes a bit or maybe one of those kind of wow moments? Yeah, well, there's lots of wow moments. <laughs> and you're right. It was it was tumultuous, but ever an optimist or, you know, look at the bright side. We just had our first bill pass the Senate. Finally, after a few months, it was unanimous in the House, the Medal of Honor bill. And I think that would actually sort of dovetail into your question on what are some big surprises? The sheer amount of legislation that gets proposed and submitted and done through either House of Congress, House or Senate, and how few actually go through both. Is astounding to me. Kind of coming from a consulting background, I was like, you always have efficiency on your mind, <laughs> right? And I'm like, wow, that is a that is a very low percentage of things that actually get done. But so much of the legislation is done for you know, and on both sides for messaging purposes, and it, and it and it li- likely will go nowhere once it kind of either cut, goes to the other side of the other side of Congress. That was a big surprise. So there, there needs to be more interaction between Senate and House. And that was a, that was one of those aha moments for me. I, I know it's you know there's lots to talk about from this last year, but personally, as I've gotten involved with it, seeing the limited interaction between the two houses of Congress when they're both crucial to pass any type of legislation or make improvements, there should be more collaboration. And I uh, hope to find ways to do that going forward. Yeah, I'm so glad you raised that. That was uh, that was one of the big surprises when I went back uh, to D.C. Was uh, again kind of the same lens that you look at things and kind of a consulting. How do we? How, do we, how can we be more efficient, more effective with all of this? And uh, the limited interaction, the almost zero collaboration between the House and the mm-hmm. Senate, 
Uh, and yet we wonder why, you know, a, house, a bill that passes the House with unanimous, you know, consent uh, ends up on either, you know, Chuck Schumer or Mitch McConnell's desk, you know, forever and ever and ever. Uh, and uh, so what do you think can be done in terms of maybe upping that collaboration and, and creating some efficiencies between the two chambers? Well, I'll tell you right now, one of the few chances that I've gotten to outside of the Utah delegation you know, we, we meet with both senators, Lee and Romney. We have like a monthly meeting together. So there is that, at least at the delegation level. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I wasn't on Problem Solvers Caucus, I would have very few meetings with any senators from, from either party. Mm-hmm. Um, those type of groups have been some of the, the productive pieces. And, you know, and those of us that are Republican on a Problem Solvers, which is a bipartisan co- committee, it forces that interaction, that communication. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, yes. We're actually all very supportive <laughs> of a certain supply chain issue like the CHIP Act. Yeah. We've got cars sitting on the lot waiting for their chips. And if we could produce, you know, bolster manufacturing you know, in this capacity, that is not a very partisan issue. And so you find a lot more of those, those types of things. And so forcing that collaboration is, and, and joining those groups have been, been very helpful. And I, and I want to kind of promote that with more of my colleagues. Yeah, that's great. And it is amazing once you get past uh, just the messaging bills and those that are clearly going to be used for fundraising and uh, for the political side of things. Uh, and you do get in a room like that. Uh, you do find that common ground. And that's a nice a nice place to build from. Uh, let, let's stay on this theme of uh, surprises for the year, your first year in office in Washington, D.C. And let's talk about one of the positive surprises. What's something that uh, you learned uh, either from one of your Democratic colleagues or maybe from uh, someone with a little different perspective politically uh, that you've come away with during this first year? I would look back to the Great Salt Lake bill that we did, the Saline Lakes bill. There's an individual on natural resources that – you know, on all the key pieces of legislation, we've had a fundamental disagreement on. And so you would think that he and I, as a California Democrat, you'd think that he and I wouldn't find much common ground. And it's just not the case. Mm-hmm. We both have a sailing lake in our districts. Mm-hmm. And we both recognize the need to study that and, and identify through evidence-based research the best way forward. There's a whole side of how much support we got from from the governor's office and from our state legislature and, in, and even you know foundations and private groups in Utah. There's been across the board support. Non-party party affiliation doesn't even matter at this point. Everybody's got like this this push. The most conservative member of the of the state legislature and on my ability to form a, a interpersonal relationship with him, despite. Mm differences in policy to form a personal relationship with that California Democrat and come together and get that bill through our committee was so welcome to me. That's what I promised when I said I'd go back there to be productive as possible. And being able to kind of fulfill that and to be able to go get on armed services committee and support our Hill Air Force Base and to be able to go find ways to be productive, to go put together a debt and deficit task force. I would say overall, to your question though, specifically, the willingness for local constituents or or colleagues in Congress to come together if you're willing to do the work has been has been a huge boon to my experience back there. Oh, that's fantastic. And and maybe we figured out the uh the answer. Maybe the answer to all the issues is salt water. Uh could 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 that actually be <laughs> well, that might, that, that we'll get some data. All can we can all come together. We can all, we can all come together on a terminal lake. Saline water is is the answer. So we'll we'll save that one for 2022. We'll we'll get some data for you before we have you back on the show. Uh, but Congressman, before I let you go, I do want to look forward into the new year, into 2022. And obviously, midterms are are tricky and and can be challenging in different ways. 
but what is it that you've got your eye on uh, rolling into the new year that we should be thinking about? As I look at where we are right now as a nation, we've put ourselves on, on the wrong track in many ways. And I've focused heavily on economic policy. You've seen Senator Manchin push back on some of this major spending. We've got to get this under control. We'll never be able to tax our way out of the amount of spending that we're doing. And that's a, that's a key focus of mine. And that's why I set up the Debt and Deficit Task Force with about eight really amazing individuals that have come from across different industries. And we've got to come together to figure out the best path forward. You saw Senator Manchin do something that's going to be tough for him politically, uh, not, not necessarily from his state, but given you know his, his role as such a pivotal vote in Congress. But I think it's an opportunity to put us on the right track. And we need to come up with sensible solutions to our spending and our debt issues. Now that all of the COVID spending that, that was done, that's led to this inflation, we've got to be able to get over that hump and find the right path forward. I think that's got to be our message as Republicans, too, leading into midterms and make it about those key things that matter most to Americans. Not all the sidebar stuff, the theatrics and everything, but make it about what matters to Americans, to small businesses and to individuals that are balancing their budgets at home and, yeah. and working towards being smart and what we can do at the, at the federal level to get back on track. All right. Fantastic. Representative Blake Moore, we wish you a very Merry Christmas to you and to your amazing family, your new addition. And uh, we look forward to having you back uh, in the new year. Likewise. Merry Christmas to you and all. Thank you so much. That was, again, our conversation with Congressman Blake Moore. And uh, Santa Claus, of course, is famous for having a naughty and a nice list. Well, guess what? So does Inside Sources. Who's on it? What's on it? Find out. Coming up next. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.